Welcome to Welcome Door, to door at, the at the Edge of Reality, where we challenge fact and fiction. Looking into, looking into the unknown. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think it's funny that our openings together are always like the weirdest. Oh, do you want? No, it's. Do you want to restart it? No, it's. Hey, welcome to Blue Room. Okay. Nice. It's not the fucking Joe Rogan experience. Like, like... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think they have anything that really kind of ties into them. They do. do they? He, well, no, they uh, they start they start their audio off way before the thing actually starts, so it fades into them talking. Oh, okay. See, I don't really like. I don't listen to him unless like it's. They're on, a, they're, just, they're on Tom a whole entire different type of production. Like, yeah, that too. We're in a fucking room. They're in like a barn room. Like they're in a whole like like we're in your. Sorry, I don't like. We're in your, we're in your fucking apartment. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's going to be a little different. Uh, what have you been up to? Nothing much. Nothing. Really? Have you seen any movies recently? I no, did. But... I watched Knock at the Cabin. Oh yeah, how'd you like that? Out of uh, the like, where where do you think it would rank in the uh, the Monday Night Shyamalan? <laughs> M Night Shyamalan, sorry, that shit was funny to me. You remember? When yeah. In the car, Monday Night Shyamalan. That's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, I liked old more. You liked old more than this. I liked old more than that, but uh, honestly, like I don't remember. Because a lot of people hated old. Well, my favorite M Night Shyamalan movie is probably The Village. Really. And then my second favorite would be Unbreakable. My third is Split. And then my fourth would be old, and these are the ones I've seen. And then Knock at the Cabin. I think that's all the Invasion ones I've seen. You've never seen Signs? No. What? I, I didn't know that. I've never seen Signs. I just know that fucking aliens don't, can't do water. That's what I know. That's his number one movie ever. Never seen it. I never. I never knew that you never so saw. So I that. guess that's just setting. Yeah, we need no. We need to like watch that soon then. Holy shit! I never knew that. Okay, so I'm gonna have you come over sometime soon, and we'll watch that, or I'll just like send it to you or something. Okay. Uh, no, Signs is fucking awesome. Uh, oh, I really liked it. Yeah, there's some, there's a little bit. I mean, it's a Shyamalan movie, so there, you got your little plot holes here and there, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's fucking awesome. It's cool. Yeah, it and is. I always thought the mixing was really good, like the sound and everything. Yeah. yeah. I liked old, despite what people thought of it. You know, I thought it was. I didn't mind it. I also I thought the movie was, was visually aesthetic. I know? was able to kind of predict things, but there was, I I enjoyed that he had a bigger role in this. Like he was like a he was like the, the guy scientist. that with the uh, yeah yeah my, the, yeah yeah the guy that was looking through the scope. Mm -hmm. So yeah yeah, and then let's see, is there anything else new for you? What did you see? I mean, the last movie I saw was Eighty for Brady, but we talked about um, that. Yeah, best movie of the year for me so far. So. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it. 
Uh, no, but you're still judging, and I can tell. Not judging yet. When I told you that, I saw the look on your face, like, dude, he's losing it. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like it would come from you. It doesn't. I, I mean, it was just that enjoyable of a film, and it was the experience, you know. Which, if you want to know how I experienced the film and everything, check out Y two K movies. I would like to watch week. the Goonies at the theaters. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool, yeah. That'd be a good experience. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, there's nothing, uh, nothing too much. I do, however, I want to talk about this really big thing that's happening in the news before we get to our taco, right? Our talk, our taco. Before we get before to our, our taco, taco, let's before we get, get to our burrito. What are we good mythical morning? No, yeah. yeah. So the this Chinese spy balloon, it's been like all over the place. I love the memes. Yeah. No, I bet you do. Um, so have you heard about this? Have I heard about it? Like, or have you, did you follow it a lot? I, I understand uh, that, yeah, you definitely Not live. Well, yeah, I did follow it. So I wasn't following it most, the only time I actually followed it was when they shot it down. Like, right. the moments before it got shot down, I was following it. But, uh, I've only, I heard about it, I was it like, it was a three-day thing, right? Three to, three to four days of it being up there. And they waited till it to get to, like, more close to the ocean for to shoot it down. Yeah. Yeah, so I hadn't known about it, but I wasn't following up with it until you looked up on the uh, on the news. Right. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I think part of the reason why I didn't really pay attention to it as much before is because the fact that it flew near Wilmington. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, that's where we were at. So, you know, that's the general area. So... Uh, I also thought, when I first heard about it, I honestly thought it was an accident. Like maybe it was just like a balloon that maybe just flew in. I didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it is. Right, yeah. And it's kind of hard for you to talk right now because my nose just somehow got even worse. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know that was really weird that that just happened. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it was a bombing 70-something degrees earlier today, and now at recording, it's 49. So, I mean, isn't that crazy? How is there any information? Around? Okay, hold I'm on. I'm sorry, it's 60. My so computer did not update, right? It was what, like 60,000 feet in the sky? Uh, yeah, so it, it hung out at 16,000 feet in the sky. Um, so I don't know, like, okay, so that's like what, stratosphere, I think? I don't know the spheres, bro. You don't know the spheres? <laughs> I mean, like, I have a general idea, because I used to fly an airplane, it would tell me all the time all the little things that they give you in the pocket. I know you've never been on a plane before, but when you go on a plane, at least back in... Like 2010, they had uh, the little booklets that you can look at about the different, like, where the plane's at and all that, you know? Right. It's cool, because that's how I kind of learned. Not in science class, because I didn't pay attention. But I gotcha. Because I'm a fucking dumbass. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so it, apparently it entered what they are calling uh, airspace, like our airspace, which I actually had to look up. I had no idea. Like, so I don't know... A country's airspace. Do you like? Do you know the about like how, the laws you know, of the yeah, space? like the laws of the. Uh, I actually had asked you. Is like I thought because for the longest time I thought at a certain height it's no longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a thing. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. So apparently it is. I thought there was international airspace at some point. Well, I I don't really know. I keep like looking at different things. I mean, obviously there's international airspace for the ocean, but like, or maybe there isn't. If I don't know. I don't know anything about that stuff. You got to call Space Force. <laughs> so I, I think what it is is um, I don't really know, to be honest with you. <laughs> so um, 
I would say probably okay. So I I know that I know like class A airspace, and that's like basically all I found was up to eighteen thousand feet, and that's roughly like th almost three point four miles, uh, and that's like from sea level. So this, however, that the balloon was flying around eleven miles in the sky, if it's going by sixty thousand feet. Yeah. Uh, which. That's technically outside of our jurisdiction, but I want, I, I think what it is, is class A, I think might be for like non-military, right? So, I, but I, but I honestly don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I've even tried to like look it up and I'll like do, like I, I just looked up, what is a country's airspace or like, what is this? Um, it does seem, I don't know. It does. It does get separated. So you have class A, class B, C, D, E, and then you have uncontrolled airspace, which is like G, and then you have special use, which is like restricted, prohibited, military uh, operating areas, and all that kind of fun stuff. So like, I really don't like know if it like they're they're saying that it was in our airspace, but I've even heard that a lot of people have said no, it wasn't in our airspace. But, I mean, this motherfucker was big, no matter what. Like, right. you could see it from 60,000 feet. It, it, I mean, it was huge. It was, uh, it was about 200 feet. You know, like, uh, I, guess, I guess the balloon would have been in length at that point. Yeah. But, like, I mean, that's, like, so what, two school buses up or whatever? I don't know. However, they shot this thing down February 4th, 2023, between Wilmington, North Carolina. Ayo, that's home, that's here, and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And it was about 13 nautical miles, like, out. So really interesting thing is I we actually got to see the contrails here and, and where we live because uh, we're on the beach so like you know when it comes to nautical miles like everything's kind of like I don't know like we can see pretty far from the ocean and yeah, we actually get to see when it. you look at the sky you're seeing things fucking far away yeah so, so but the um the contrails of them circling because they circled this balloon like a they shark they're there huh they're there yeah really yeah and like uh, no you remember I did I send you a picture of it. Oh, so, like, on my way home, I didn't get to see it because it happened in the back, right? Right. But whenever I went home, the contrails and stuff were there. So, like, you could see where it, where it exploded, like, where they popped it and all that other fun stuff. Right. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then the, the wind brought it onto shore, so obviously, like, I saw even more of it. It was pretty interesting how that went. But, yeah. I would say... Uh, I'd say it was real, real interesting how how that went down. Uh, they say it had a surveillance payload, which this is everything from Reuters or Reuters, however you want to call that uh, new site. Usually it's one of the most um, non-biased sites, but I will say that it has been a little bit biased in the last couple of years. But that's okay because I still try to, you know, I try to use them, which is fine with me. Right. Um, now, China's upset that we did this. Yeah. Okay, now they said it was used for meteorological purposes and had limited uh, self-steering. And basically what happened is it just went off course. And what it looks like, even whenever we talked about when it first got discovered in Montana, I was like, oh, it looks like it's following the jet stream down. Which I said when it was in Montana, that means with the winter storm we were having, I was like, that means it's going to pass us. That's exactly what I said. In Montana. That's why I'm excited about that whole weather gambling coming because I think I can I think I can make some money off of that. Anyways, uh, yeah. So they did that. Now a lot of people are like, oh, well, why would they do that if we have satellites? Oh, okay, so let's 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 say that the news is correct that it is surveillance, which 
I mean, I have no evidence that they're not wrong. You right. know what I mean? Um, if if you had if if that balloon was really holding uh, like surveillance and stuff, um, you would probably expect. It probably has a little bit better resolution. It probably gets down on the, the ground a little better. Uh, it also has a wider range. So like a, a nice wide angle. So, cause I mean, even the satellites in the sky, like you look at Google Earth, you know, once you start getting more closer to like ground level, it gets a little pixelated, right? right. So I can definitely see uh, that being a thing. And then another thing was like, why Montana or why like over that? Uh, that's where our, our nuclear silos are. So, like, all of that area that they cross through, like, the Midwest, the mid, literally the middle of the continental U.S., um, a lot of nuclear silos are out there. So, it is a pretty weird... I don't know if it's weird. I mean, it followed the fucking... Like, you can literally see it following the jet stream right. by, like, a map of the track. So, Well, one thing that I was reading was uh, uh, the weather, the weather balloon... Uh, or a normal weather balloon is around 112 pounds, and this one was apparently too big to uh, be that. Yeah, so I saw something like that. I actually saw that a normal weather balloon, uh, its payload would be about 200 grams, which is about a half pound, because all they're doing is they're you know they're collecting data for for weather. So it's just uh, like so, storage. Yeah, so it's basically like, you know, whatever, and then it fixes itself up. But yeah, no, it is kind of weird. Um, I, I did see that the government is saying that it was too big to be a weather balloon. Or like, you know, for meteorology stuff. Right. The only thing that I have for it, okay, the only weird thing for me is because China said it, that it belonged to a private company and that it was for like a civilian thing, Right. Right. Now, I could be wrong about this. And I could have the wrong impression 100% with China. But isn't everything in China owned by the government? Uh, or, like, not everything, but everything gets reported to the government. Right, but, like, but wouldn't... But, like, I mean, would it be, like... I don't know, like, wouldn't no matter what they would have a hand in... Like, if... Like, I don't no think what, civilians are just launching information to be basically... Right, but I just oh, don't man, think yeah. they would be... I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Now, I do know that there was another one over, like, the top part of South America, and now I guess I, I, I haven't seen anything on that, so I guess that disappeared. Uh, but now they're saying that apparently these balloons have always been over us, like, for the last, like, four years, and um, it was really weird. So, like, the general... I can't remember his name. Our general. Uh, he was, like... He said that it happened over the Trump administration, and then one of the defense dudes of Trump said, no, it didn't. Yeah. But my thing is, I don't care like if it did or not. Like That doesn't bother me. My thing is, is if it did happen, wouldn't it also be all over social media? Like, well, wouldn't it also have been seen? Why wasn't it reported? Well, okay, so the... Well, okay, well, they, maybe okay so hold thing. on. They actually did come out why it wasn't reported. They said that uh, they think Trump would have overreacted... And basically started a war over it. But my thing is, is I actually don't think it happened at all. I think this is propaganda. I, th I think they're just trying to, or I, I think they're just trying to show that this administration, like, 
took care of it when a previous administration didn't, which I don't care about it. Like I, I, I don't really, I don't really know the whole like thing about it, but like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think that like if, if there was something like that, you, regardless of the president, right? Like them reporting it to Biden was good. I think if that was something that happened during Trump, I still think no matter what, like it probably should have been brought up. Yeah. However, I don't think it was because social media was around during that time, wasn't it? Yeah. So like if everything was being reported basically off because of Twitter and whatever else was going on, like, you know, civilians were taking pictures of it and they were like, what is this? And most people probably thought it was a UFO, but once you get that little... One of those new galaxies or one of those new iPhones, right? They zoom right in on that bitch. So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that there were balloons flying around the United States during that time because I feel like the people would have known, especially during 2020 when we had fucking nothing going on, right? Right. Unless we, literally people were just actually staying in their homes, which we know they weren't. They were out in their backyards. They were having a good time. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it would have been reported somehow. So, because it's not like Twitter just fucking disappeared between four years, right? Right. So, and it's not like all these cameras and things, right? So, like, I, I just, I don't know. If this was able to be seen, then I would assume that the others would have been able to be seen. And also, for anybody thinking that we didn't notice this until it crossed into, <laughs> bless you, into, like, Montana, you're wrong. When it crossed into Alaska... In Canada, NORAD was already on that shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we knew about it. Now, apparently... <laughs> bless you. you. Quantico yeah. and everything has said that, like, it was for surveillance and everything. Now, I do also know that at one point, uh, we did have planes circling it. Yeah. That was blocking transmitters. So, that means whatever they were... Uh, like, whatever they were seeing or whatever they were transmitting could not go anywhere. And... Uh, that's why, I I mean, that's why I think that it was okay for them to wait to shoot it down because there was nothing being transmitted. Um, at least that's what, like, you know, I think, I don't know. So what you're saying is like whenever they were surrounding it, there was no sign of transmitters coming out? No, no, no. Like, so they were, they were, they were blocking it. So there was stuff going. Yes. Well, supposedly. There was data. Yeah. So they actually, um, some people on Twitter even said that uh, they were having problems with their phones and problems with stuff, and they were blaming the Chinese. They were like, oh, this, but that's not what it was. It was most likely that when it was flying overhead, there were probably United States military planes blocking, using that kind of technology, blocking that, like, uh, that, that uh, uh, frequency. And yeah, and then it, and it, it probably entangled with our phones as well. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. But uh, do I really know what it really is? No. Do I care? Not really. Like, I don't think I really care. Uh, I would like to see how China responds. Um, I, don't, I don't know how they'll respond. I don't know if they're going to try to be like we're not trading with you or something anymore which honestly if that happens and if i mean let's go ahead and be honest like what 90 percent of everything and probably 99 percent of everything in this home right now is made in china right yeah so yeah if we would just turn that all into american-made things i mean shit that would create jobs. jobs yeah our economy would be better maybe we need that you know? maybe we do need that maybe our stronger would become our dollar would become stronger you know maybe we would i don't know like Maybe that's what we need is to cut ourselves off from China. 
I don't know. Now, I do know, however, we would be probably a little fucked with the microchip thing, but... Well, yeah, we would be, but no, in the short term, we would be fucked. Right, yeah, yeah. Right at the beginning, us getting cut, yeah, because it's going to take time to make things. The factory. Yeah, it's going to take time to build all the shit. Yeah, we would be fucked. And also, we get most of the things like steel, wood, even though we have it here, we do buy that from China because it's cheaper. So yeah, you're right. It would take, it, we would be fucked for, for years probably. However, in the end, I think it would, as long as we uh, stay, you know, not attacked and like yeah. not, right? Like when we, when our economy officially weakens, as long as we're not attacked during that time, which strategically would be stupid for them not to attack us. But like, if, if it could happen, yeah, we could become more independent. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we already could be independent, but apparently, I don't know, people, the, the whole trade, I don't, some, the world economic shit doesn't make sense to me because it's, you have a few countries out there, literally a handful of countries that can be completely independent and that's fine. And I think that should be a thing, but I don't. And I understand that because you know capitalism and everything, like you want the you want the same product at a cheaper price, even if it kind of has a little gaps in it. Yeah. But like I just I don't know. I think I think it could be different. But yeah. What do you think? What do you think about the spy balloon? You think it's a? Do you, or do you think it was a spy balloon, or do you think it was actually a meteorology balloon? Well, I, I honestly think that uh, if it, I just don't think they would have been dumb enough to send a balloon over that would. I just don't think it would like like that would antagonize us, kind of. Yeah, like, I don't so think, you probably so then do you think, I think it overreacted? Is a, I think it might be an overreaction. I think it actually right. might be because I just don't think they're dumb enough to do that. Right. I don't think they're dumb enough to put like a thing out there and be like we're gonna spy on them. Well, what if you, what if they are? What if what, not dumb or, enough? But what if they want to poke the bear kind of deal, right? Like just to see how we would react, and they just do a balloon. Well, I mean, I read somewhere where someone was saying that they basically did that so they we would shoot it down and then give them a reason to do something. Right. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You never want to be the guy that starts it. You know? No, you don't. This would be... I don't I don't know if that'd be a thing because I feel like that wouldn't be Because they're flying a, in our area. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think this administration would want that on their... On their, like, bill. You know what, what I mean? War? On their resume. Yeah, but... No, not the war part, but this specifically. Like, them starting the war. Yeah. Like, I don't think any... Any leader wants that on their head. I mean, Putin has it on his, and look how everybody looks at him. You know, yeah. they put him on a whole different pedestal well, than Zelensky, but they're both time. shitheads. Globalization definitely changed the way how people think. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I have no idea what it is. Uh, we probably did overreact with it, but I don't know. It just seems weird. But at the same time, maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't overreact. In time, we will. I feel like you think if we would have sent, like, did the same thing in a meteor, like, and it was a meteorology balloon. I guarantee you China would probably shoot it down. Yeah, I shot it down. Korea would definitely shoot it down. And then Korea would probably try to start a war. <laughs> they would probably just like look yeah. at it like new technology. Yeah. Now, I have seen photos of... Uh, oh, I mean, I know Kim Jong-un recently uh, had his parade. Happen. Do you think that guy's actually alive? Yeah. he was. I think he was seen recently. I don't know. Maybe. Or as far as... I know he was... They talked about him being seen recently. I know he was talking about taking the country to war soon. They have been preparing for a war. Did yeah, I bet that? they are. Everybody is. Everybody's preparing for war, man. It's happening. <laughs> You're it's like, happening. it's happening. Yeah, it's just stupid. Fucking war. Why can't we just make love, not war? You know? Yeah, no. So I'll just get together just, and, and just raw dog everything. 
Con- consensually, you know. You want consent, so. I just feel like we should love, not war. All right, so we're gonna get back, and we're gonna get to the topic at hand today, the Nahani Valley. Also known uh, as the Headless Valley. Yep. Or the Headless Man Valley. The Headless Man Valley. It's up in the Northwest Territory of Canada, and the only ex- like way to get there is on, by river, plain, or hiking. It's on that part of the map where you're like, what the fuck is up there? Yeah, you're, you're like it looking is. at it. It's like, what is there? What is there? And because there's nothing. It's I think just, it was like around. The, it's like what? Uh, I think it was like two times the size of uh, what was it? Fucking, I can't remember the country. It's big. It's a big. It's a really big territory, and there's like fifty thousand people that are counted total to live in that territory. Not the valley. Yeah, but the, the territory. territory. Yeah, and the territory stretches pretty. I mean, it's it's, it's the big. whole northwest territory of Canada. Yeah, which is pretty fucking big. <laughs> so fifty thousand uh, people. Yeah, it's spread out. It's pretty. It's pretty thin. There's nobody there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fifty thousand people. I mean, shit, dude. That's. I, we might have more here. I mean, I actually have no idea the population. Look. We're in we're in Sneets Ferry, North Carolina, right now, and uh, we're not even incorporated. I'm sorry, we have two thousand people. Never mind. <laughs> yep, that was in 2020. So, huh, cool. Well then, how many people are in Wilmington? Hell up. Oh, a lot. Hell a lot more. Yeah. There has to be more. So. And then Jacksonville. Oh, Camp Lejeune has even more. The U.S. government map shows areas most at risk of being targeted nuclear war. Sorry. Oh, okay. Are you getting paranoid? No, I just it's on my news article. It's on the news. Yeah, you're getting paranoid. No, I'm it's not reading your... So, uh, we're going to go back to 1908, and we're going to talk about a couple of the... Uh, a couple of the um, incidents that have happened here. So, in 1908, we had three brothers... And they went up to the, the the valley and searched for gold. Now, they found gold, and then they hit some rough terrain, and they lost all the gold. And they came back home. We're talking like about nothing. brothers Willie and Frank. Uh, yeah, McLeod. Willie, Frank, McLeod, and Charlie. McLeod. Is it McLeod? It's McLeod, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they went up there. That all happened. Now, Willie and Frank, they went back, okay, a little bit later. They got all their shit together they went, and they went, went back. to the valley they had this i forgot the name of the thing but the thing that uh they put it in the water it kind of filters out things they throw all the sediment into oh it, yeah, yeah. Filters uh, out it's like gold. a little tray for it's kind of cool yeah yeah so anyways um so they willie and frank went charlie stayed behind because you know they they escaped basically the treacherous rivers and all that shit even though they didn't get gold you know because they lost all their gold they still were able to uh you know they, they escape felt, with their lives yeah so Charlie was like, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. Now, like I said, Willie and Frank, they did go back out. And Charlie was kind of waiting for him. And obviously this is in 1908, so this is early on, right? Um, six months kind of passed by. Charlie's like, okay, like it's fine. They're probably just up there. They probably hit, they fucking hit the gold mine. They are, they are riches. Yeah, they, they They're never, super rich. They never said when they were coming back. Yeah, they also never said that. And, so uh, then a year they, comes by. With that... That's also the reason why other people didn't really think much of it is because the brother was pretty chill about it. Yeah, like he was. He didn't even know. And uh, so uh, a year goes by, same thing. He probably thinks that they are really hitting the load. Yeah. Once another year goes by, Charlie's a little worried, and he uh, he finally goes up. Yeah, he got. Uh, he goes up there to look for him, right? Right. And he finds them. 
Two years later, from on, when they on left, the shore at a tent on the riverbed, yeah, by a tent, and he they found their bodies. The bodies had no heads, <laughs> so it was almost like left as a warning. Yeah, like it was it was left there basically for somebody to find them. You know, they weren't they weren't hidden. They weren't they didn't have anything on them. Now my thing is though, it was two years, man. Two years went by with those bodies sitting there. Could you imagine stumbling upon that smell? Or like my other thing is is what about the animals? Like the animals didn't want to touch them. Like why? I don't think it was two. I don't think they died instantly. I think that it was at least within months. Yeah. Yeah, because I just feel like the bodies would not be there by that point. Like if 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 the bodies were left out for two years, animals would have gone to it. Right. Like my thing is like I just feel like animals should have been a part of that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just feel like animals should have not been not eating that. I don't. I don't know, man. Like that. That part's weird to me. So um, nine years later, we get to 1917, and uh, Martin Jurgensen uh, set out. For gold, yeah. So, was. so these, it seems like greediness is, is a really big factor here. Yeah, well, it's it's a lot of it's like with these guys uh, that want to go up to the mountains or not the mountains, but the uh, the valley. The valley. A lot of them are not really giving into the mysteriousness of the valley right, right now because this is pretty early on. Anything before this is really just folklore between the natives. Right. Uh, but at this point, with Martin Jorgensen, he figured that. The Willie and Frankie thing was just like some weird, you know, mishap accident. Right. And him going off into, you know, uh, the valley right. wasn't really that risky to him. It was risky in its normal reasons, but no, no, like supernatural, right reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it, it, nature, right? Yeah, nature. It's just nature. Pretty normal. So especially back then. He builds a cabin because he's staying in for the long haul, right? And now he has two other guys that are supposed to be coming up with him a little bit later on. But uh, he went ahead and went off on the adventure yeah. so that he can kind of get a homestead and get, like prepared, prepare, right? Him. Yeah. So he strikes gold pretty fast, and he actually sends out a letter to his partners about him like striking the gold, hitting yeah. the gold, he was man. hyping them up. Yep, he was hyping them up. Now, so they set for a rendezvous date and like a, a meetup spot, right? Well. The partners meet there and know where Martin is to be. They wait a couple of days, <coughs> and then they eventually uh, they get worried after a few days goes by. Or like over a week or something. I think it's like 10 days. Right. They're like, okay, Martin's not like this. He should have already been here. So they go looking for him, and they go to... They go to uh, <coughs> bless you. you. They find his homestead, the cabin, and they find it burnt. It's like completely burnt down to the ground. Uh... They're observing the cabin remains. <laughs> Bless you. God, dude, it's man, bad. you're gonna have to get some like honey or something, like some natural honey. Yeah, you're getting real bad. These allergies are killing you, man. And uh, <laughs> and they find they find the cabin burned down to the ground. And also, while they're looking and amongst they're, the ashes, amongst the ashes is his body, body, a headless body, a headless fucking body. Now, obviously, the police get involved. Yeah. Because you have these two men, and they're like, hey, this shit, like, ha they, they have to report it, right? Right. Now, they say it is nowhere near connected to the McLeod It was just family. another accident, and maybe some animals took the head. Yeah, they're, they're saying that animals took the, the head, right? They took yeah. the skull. And that was never found, okay? Like, the police are so 
adamant about Fucking it animals. not. <laughs> yeah, they were like literally blaming animals, and that it was an accident that he yeah. started, and he probably they think that he died before the house burnt down, and that's why the house burnt down. Right. Right. It was so like something happened there, maybe a heart attack or something. But like that, and then and then the only thing that they take is the head. I don't know about that. Now, I didn't look up any details, and I should about this. I wonder if um, when they found the body, you know, once it's decapitated, if it was decapitated after he was burnt, it would be like basically pink and everything, right? It would be there would be he would be charred, and then that part of his body would be red, right? right. Well, I didn't look into that, so I have no idea if that's a thing. But I just thought about now. Now, however... Well, like, if it was after, it would have been, like, still pink? Right. Like, because, yeah. you know, it's like... Think about, like... I mean, it, it, it could have been burnt inside of him, too. But either way, you've yeah, been able... Yeah, if they had Because apparently his body was charred. So. Right. So, but I'm saying, like... So, the insides of his body... Yeah, they could have been charred. And if he died... So, if he died before the fire, his lungs wouldn't have had any, like, smoke or anything like that in it. And then also, if he died before the fire and his head was decapitated... Before the fire, everything would be burnt, including, like, his neck and, like, all that kind of stuff, right? It'd be charred all the way, like, down, however far down. But, like, if if they, if something took his head after the fact, then you're going to have some squishy, like, you're going to have some different kind of residue. Like, it's just going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more fleshy. Right. Uh, it's going to be pink going to be you know it's going to be things that weren't necessarily affected by the fire right so at least that's how i think right like right. that's what i'm thinking of um right. I, yeah so that's 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 what happens with that one yeah and in 1921 we have john o'brien john o'brien and his partner decided to go and uh, get some gold in the valley like every one before him uh they weren't going to let a couple stories scare him off from you know maybe hopefully getting some riches, you know. So uh, they would uh, set up camp near where the Cloud, the McLeod brothers would go. And um, John would tell his partner that he was going to go set some traps and he'll be back in eight to nine days. Well, eight to nine days come around. Uh, John's not back and his partner's not necessarily worried, just maybe he's like, you know, maybe he'll come back in a minute. Like maybe it's just taking him a little long, you know. Right. And, uh, well, around the 10th or 11th day, he didn't come back. So his partner goes to check for him. And uh, he actually managed to meet someone up like, that was in the, in the valley as well. Uh, I didn't get much information on him, but I know he helped him find uh, the body of John. And uh, they would find his body frozen to death near what was a campfire. Right. And they would find matches still in his, matchbook still in his hand. Right. And, uh... The weirdest thing about it was he looked like he was completely fine. Like, whenever, however he froze it Yeah, it death, wasn't like The Shining. What, how he just like... Yeah, like... Grrr, yeah, like, like, right? like he showed no hesitation towards the freezing of the death. <laughs> freezing right. to death, you know. Like, as it's, the best way to describe it is like he was like flash frozen. Mr. Right. Freeze came in and was like, you know... No, like that's, like, that's like the that. weird thing, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's it's weird because he showed no signs of trying to keep himself warm. Well, like it just it just happened. Well, that's one of those things. Okay, so actually, that's a, think of this that just happened. This Arctic storm that just happened. Look at look at literally. I feel like this uh, really shitty weather weather that we're happening that is hap that is happening. Wow, sorry. Um, 
when you when you break it down, you start thinking of those theories about like how Antarctica was, uh, f- you know, almost like frozen overnight, right? Right. And like, or or even the art, like the North Arctic, and like, you start thinking, okay, well, this winter storm that we just had, look what it did to New Hampshire. Like, we just had a record, uh, you know, wind chill or whatever the hell it was in New Hampshire, <laughs> in all of North America. Yeah. That beats Alaska. That beats Canada. And it was because the Arctic came down there. So, I mean, there is a chance that there was a freak storm accident that that happened to, right? I mean, that happens. Yeah, it can happen, happen, right? So. There was people literally fact, freezing actually, into the cars. I'd say the John O'Brien one is the less of the mysterious of the cases. Like, it's the, it's the least yeah, to supernatural, me, like, in my opinion. However, me, it's still weird, right. but it's the least, like, shocking one. Yeah. Now, and, however, the next one I'll go over, that one is probably one of the most shocking ones, in my opinion. Right. In fact, let's just jump to it. Five years later, 1926, a hunting party uh, was uh, heading into the valley. In the hunting party, a girl named Annie Lafetti, I want to say, was was joining along with them. And uh, basically, they had set up camp, and by the next morning, Annie would be missing. And so, basically, they, they would report it. And the police would go to check around, you know, like look around. It would create search parties and whatnot. Right. And uh, a man by the name of Charlie, who was actually in the area at the time, as same time as them, uh, would come to the police telling them, you know, after hearing about this story about this girl going missing, that one night when he was sleeping, he would wake up hearing rocks falling into the river. And basically, let me just give you like a little uh, context with that. The valley has a huge like river going right through it. What do they call it? The second, uh, second valley. Is or, it the second valley? It might be the second valley. Is it? Second, it might be. Yeah. So valley? basically, the best way to describe it, if you look up pictures, you're gonna see these super tall cliffs. It's a canyon. These super tall canyons, and the water goes. I want to say was it like how how many feet deep? I mean, it was pretty deep for a river. I thought, it's deep but as hell. I, I can't like I can't remember. I mean, once, and once you go in it, there's no way out. You got to go through it. You right. got to try going through it quickly because. I mean, it's a fast river. You're gonna hit run into these walls. It's a very dangerous place. But yeah. basically, this guy was hearing these huge, like medium-sized rocks, rocks that a normal person really can't pick up and throw. Right. So maybe he was thinking like maybe like an avalanche is happening, you know, or something, you know, just dangerous. Right. He goes to go check it, and uh, honestly, it was pretty dark. He couldn't really see much, but the moonlight was shining over over the whole place, so that kind of helped. And uh, the next thing that I'll, I'm gonna describe to you is. Uh, probably the most bone chilling thing i've heard in this whole entire story uh he would see a white naked woman running on all fours across the uh canyon and she would be running into these rocks and these rocks were would be falling into the river right and uh the best way to describe it is he thought that she was possessed by some type of demon and uh she would turn around and look at him and he said that there was just something so off about the face that he couldn't describe it. Like, it just didn't seem natural. Kind of like the Uncanny Valley, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. just like that. I love the word valley. We're just using the word valley at all. Right. Um, You're a big valley kind of guy, aren't you? It's in the past. Anyway, so uh, he uh, he would describe that, and then the police would show him a picture of uh, Annie, and he would say that that looks just like her. Like, he would say that that's exactly what the woman looked like. Right. Um, or around that. He would say something like that, of course. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. The 1926 hunting party story is pretty, pretty disturbing. 
Um, I don't know much more on it. I don't know how uh, what do you, credible Charlie is. I mean, what do you think they ran into? Who do you think that was? The, the naked woman running on all fours? Well, yeah. in all honesty, the one from... The one from 1946, I feel like, would relate to that one, but we'll get to that later. And then whenever we get to that, I'll talk about it. Right. But, uh, do you have the one for 1931? Uh, I have... The one that I... The last one that I have is from 40, 45. 45. So, yeah. Do you have the one from 1931? I have 1931. Yeah, go ahead. 1931. Yeah. Uh, gold prospectors Phil, uh, Powerswood, I want to say. Uh... He would build a cabin uh, in the valley. This one's pretty short. Basically, it would burn down. And uh, the only weird thing with this one, besides the fact that it got burnt down, was the fact that uh, when when looking at the body, it didn't look like it was really like the way how he was positioned and the way how like the fire happened, like the origin of the fire. Right. They believed that it would have been very easy to escape it, so they believed with that he must have died before the fire. Right. Uh, 1936, uh, William Epler and Joseph Mahollin would try to get some gold as well, but they would go missing, and uh, their cabin would also burn down. Right. Uh, however, their bodies would never be found. That brings you to 1945. So, a man from Ontario uh, was found in a sleeping bag, dead, without no head. And that's all I got from 45. I just know that he was a miner, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, assume it was for gold. It was I don't definitely have too, for fucking gold. Yeah, I don't have too much on, on that last one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say that this is really um, people's thirst for gold is... It's a classic story. You're not going to break it. It's a it. classic story. You know what I mean? You're not going to break it. Yeah. And you know, matter every how many man's going to go for it. Missing, they don't care. Yeah, they, they don't think care. They're going to be better. Yeah, um, and apparently it has it has not fared out well for anybody. Yeah. Now, I do hear that the place is very gorgeous. Um, there are no like signs of human life, and that is full of animals. So yeah, that's I mean, really based cool. off the pictures, it's a very beautiful area. Oh, yeah, I would love to go. Let me, let me jump to 46 real quick, though. Yeah, that's fine. In 1946, John Patterson would go missing as well. Okay. He would never be found. Uh, but the interesting thing about this story, besides it being one of the last stories, uh, I do know, I think there was a man that went missing in 96, but I didn't really look into that one as much. Uh, but with the 46 story, uh, the search party on one of their last nights would be approached by some uh, native tribes people and the native tribes people would warn them of white figures roaming around the valley and throughout the night the people in the search team would describe hearing this wailing that they've never heard before right like obviously these people have been in the woods it's a different time yeah you're more likely to run into the people that like kind of know the wild more you know right. what i mean and i would expect them to actually be they would know their sounds. So right. when they hear these wailings, they're probably like, what the fuck? If, it, if they're describing it as something they never heard, be, they never heard before, I apologize. My nose is really making it hard to talk. No, you're good. Uh, I imagine that it's pretty disturbing sounding. And when I read that, I was thinking, like, maybe... I'm thinking Skinwalker. I'm not going to lie. Or, or like, you really? know the rake picture? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. of something like no, that. No, the rake... Okay, so... Uh, and let me just... Let me go back yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. 1926... 
Andy, the guy that described seeing the, the white lady running all fours, maybe it wasn't her. Okay. Maybe it was one of those creatures. Right. So yeah, that's, 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 that's 46. Yeah, so the rake, I know like... Uh, is okay. So is the rake a? Um, it's a creepy pasta, but okay. I was gonna say it's a creepy pasta. It's really based off that one is, picture. Okay. That real. I mean, the picture is supposedly real. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is, is there something else that they're called? Like, is it a night stalker? Skinwalker. Or no, they're not a. The rake's not a skinwalker. I mean, um, I mean, the rake is considered. I don't think. I don't know if it's considered a real cryptid, but. Okay. Well. Anyways, I mean, what if? What if it was something like that? Or like a Dover demon? I'm just joking. <laughs> but you know how like. You know yeah. how like the Dover demons are described and everything. Yeah, that's something like that. I no, I do not think this is the Dover demon. Um, I think that this is something with. I think there's something that calls that land home, just like Skinwalker. Uh, yeah, but the Skinwalker it, it goes deeper than that. Skinwalker Ranch. Oh well. Oh okay. Oh, is that what you're saying? This makes you think of Skinwalker Ranch. It makes not, me think of Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, so not the Skinwalkers. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, there might be skinwalkers there, but, you know... Okay. No, I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I'm more saying... No, I'm like, talking about just more of the supernatural aspect of it. Like, gotcha. this, this land is sacred somehow. Yeah. And I'll, honestly, I'll that cool. ties into the tribes. Okay, so yeah. you did hear about how, like... Uh, uh, I don't remember what's the name of the tribe, but there was that one tribe that these Native people described being their enemy, and they had actually uh, went into that area, the enemy tribe, and they were camping there, and whenever they went to go attack them, they already they were already gone. Like, the whole area that they were at was just completely abandoned, no yeah. sign of life, and that's actually one of the reasons why. And it sucks that I can't remember the name of the tribe. The, the tribe is the Naha tribe. That's who disappeared. And then the uh, the rival tribe was the Dene or Dean. I'm not really sure. And it's one of the reasons why they just completely forgot about that place. So the I mean, they, they, they warn people not to go in there. So the Dean or the Dene, however, I, I'm really sorry I'm butchering that. Uh, they actually feared that it was the giant cannibals and and or evil spirits that uh, that took the Naha. I mean, dude, there's cave systems in that place that have never been explored. Yeah. So yeah, and, and you know, the Naha actually, they lived in the mountain caves. So I thought it was pretty cool that that happened but uh <laughs> it is really crazy now there's obviously a whole bunch of different things like i said <laughs> giants <Fuck>. it hurts man <laughs> giants are one uh they are said that they live there um and that uh prehistoric monsters like mammoth mastodons and that kind of stuff that they're there prehistoric creatures yeah i've, I've read about that there is also the wahila which is like a wolf-like creature um and there was apparently some weird stuff happening there in the 60s that actually that helped pick up that air area again of really? weirdness yeah it became another focal point um and then an evil spirit which was told by native hunters uh basically people who entered the valley in search of food and lived to tell about it or i'm sorry it was that's that's who the uh it was told by native hunters who went in there for food and then lived to tell about it uh, but it is said that it haunts the region uh, and makes its presence known with otherworldly shrieks on cold and windy nights, which that just sounds like a banshee kind of thing. But no, I think this is really interesting. And when you really get down to it, like um, I know that we brought up 
Bigfoot, right? Like Sasquatch being up there, which I wouldn't be surprised if Sasquatch is up there, but I don't think Sasquatch is the reason no. that these men are headless. I, I honestly, I mean, you want to go ahead and dive into the idea that yeah. there's probably a tribe? Yeah, go ahead. I think there's a, and I haven't really, I mean, I think it was the first case. Uh, the first case, the brother that went up there to find out, you know, where his other brother was and the uh, people that joined along with him. Uh, he had told the police that he believed that a tribe attacked and that's the reason why the head was cut off and all that. It was like a sign of like them trying to like tell the people to stay off their land. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but uh, in the other cases with these cabins burning down, like why is there so many cabins being burnt down? Right. Why is there these heads being cut off? Uh, like why are all these cases so similar? You know what I mean? Right. And... Honestly, every time I read one, I was I was kind of thinking, you know, I just my mind went straight back to the idea that it's probably a tribe that uses that tactic to show people not to come on this land. Right. You know, cutting the head, burning the house down. Uh, yeah, like it's it, they're the all cabin. just they're all just warnings, and then everybody that does come on the land, it's almost like trespassing, right? So it's going to be uh, right. It's it's going to be like. It's almost like it's all self-defense, right? Right. So when it comes down to it, like, do you think, I don't know, do you think, like, so you think that's all it is? There is no supernatural? It's just a kind of like an undiscovered? Not necessarily. I'm so split in half. One half is that, what I just said with the natives. Yeah. Uh, the other half is there's giants roaming the fucking caves. And, uh, <laughs> right. I'm just joking. I mean, look, but no, think that that, no, that theory well, would be cool. I mean, what about what about a theory that it is giants and they are a tribe of giants? <laughs> I mean, I actually was listening to an episode of Coast to Coast the other day that actually talked about giants. I don't know if you've seen that episode. It's like a very recent one. The guy talks about uh, no, I don't think specific. I uh, there's a specific uh, skeleton that was found. I heard about it, but it, yeah, I didn't. I was a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, and the I didn't and, he, to and he said that the Smithsonian was came saying and, that it was not as big as people claim it was and that uh they were trying to uh hide away certain parts of history so that was an interesting episode uh but there are a lot of stuff and you know that we have looked at that we haven't necessarily come like to touch on yet but right there's a lot of stuff that we come across that kind of like I don't know. I'm not saying I believe in giants. I'm just saying it's pretty interesting, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Some some of the evidence is kind of like there's giants. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's one of those cool things that I would definitely love to touch in the future. But you know, until then, right? Um. Yeah, I'm good with like. I don't think. I I don't think this is like. I don't even know, because, like, I, I don't want to say... Like, it could be just normal humans, right? Just, like, normal... Well, there was a theory normal, that we haven't even touched on was the one that there was a murderer going around, like, cutting these people's head off. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think there was a murder up there. I don't... I also don't... Not unless it's generational and they actually have, like, their own homestead up but in the But that would hills. go back to, like, maybe a cult or a... Uh, That'd be pretty cool. Like a cult... Like a, uh, a society out in there. Right. Like a hidden society. Right. So I'm going to go with... Also... 
I just think the valley is so huge yeah, that like I just hard. don't think the guy, especially the idea that there's just one guy out there doing it, like fuck no, yeah. he's gonna be old. By the I mean, cases. that's what I'm saying. It could be generational. Yeah. Like, they're just protecting the land and that kind of thing. No, I'm going to go with the tribe. I think that the, there's a native tribe up there, and they see you up there trying to take basically what they might feel as theirs. Right. Or what they might feel as sacred, and they don't want it off the, that property, right? right. The land. Um, and they chop your head off. Yeah. And they try to leave those as signs to do not come here. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, think of, like, ancient times, you know, like, fucking, they used to put heads on spikes, right? Yeah. So, but, okay, but the thing is, is there are no heads, right? Nobody's found the heads. Yeah. So where are the heads? Are they trophies? Like, that opens up another box, right? Like, where where, where are the heads? There's just a whole... What do they do with the heads? Was it animals? They shrink them. (laughs) That's fine. Was it animals? Uh, Yeah. Do do animals like doing that? They like taking the heads? I mean, they're going to take whatever they can eat, right? Yeah, I'm but sure why food is scarce. Why always the heads? Uh, maybe it's the easiest. Well, I don't know, because it's a bunch of, you know, yeah. skull. I figured they would take, like, an arm or something like that, not a head. Well, I would figure that they would take, like, your retorso. <laughs> Depends on the person. Or your leg. Especially for me, because I'm a fat boy. Take but, the um, leg. <laughs> you take, take the a whole leg. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a native tribe. That's what I'm going with. It was a really fun and interesting story, and I think it's really fucking cool. Uh, I hope that we do get a little bit more. It'd be cool to go there. Answers. Yeah, it'd be cool to go there, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little. There's no like modern coverage of it. Uh, well, there's other places of the valley you can go to, so maybe they're just staying away from that part of the valley. There, well, okay, the valley so some is so parts big. of it are closed. Recently. I was gonna say, so it's so big, but that there claim, are parts that people cannot go to. So they closed it down because they want to protect the land, which is like understood. I mean, a lot of places do that. Uh, but there's some people out there that think that it's just because they're trying to protect the people from the land. Well, that could, yeah, I mean, maybe both. Maybe both? I mean, dude, the land out there is treacherous. It'd be like going oh, out camping yeah. at the bottom doesn't, of doesn't the Grand Canyon. It doesn't even have to be supernatural. It's basically a bigger, buffer version of the Grand With Canyon. With water. Well, the Grand Canyon has a river going through it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a pretty popular river, I'm pretty sure. The Colorado River? That's honestly that's what I was thinking was the Colorado River, but I'm honestly not sure. Anyways, I'm saying like yeah, but the valley is like green still. It has a lot of uh, yeah, but I'm saying like how like how dangerous it still is. Oh, I mean yeah, basically the same. Yeah, maybe no, it might be a little bit more dangerous than the Grand Canyon. A little more dangerous. It's a little bit more uh, the land. There's there's less uh, uh, I guess like the best way to put it because when you go to the Grand Canyon. I've never been there, but based off what I've seen from the movies, uh, it's pretty flat until you get to the fucking canyon. So, <laughs> but with that valley, it seems like it's very rugged to get in. You know, from the very start, it's just a, a piece of shit area. Right. You know. Well, I mean, I'm surprised there's no YouTube videos on it. People trying to get in. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Uh, I mean, good though. I don't think I would want anybody to risk their lives to get. Just a glimpse of what those people, you know, I don't know maybe or what it to. is. Maybe I mean, well, I would watch it. I mean, I would hope they wouldn't die, you know. But also, right. we are talking about cases that took place like way back then when things were, you know, there was a little bit less. Uh, I mean, look, these places are still dangerous. People are still, you know, people still die in these types of places, of course. But at the same time, they don't have as advanced equipment back then. You know what I mean? So stuff right. happened. Uh, but still, you know. The way how they went out, the heads being cut off, the places being burnt down, it's all the same. 
I don't know. But if it happened recently, that would be interesting. I mean, it would blow up. I mean, maybe that's another reason why it, we're, they're not, you're not allowed in there, because there is a uh, tribe. native tribe there, and the, the governments are trying to protect them and like keep us away from them. Maybe because they are hostile. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's tons of hostile tribes out there, especially yeah. when you're... Trespassing is a thing, right? Mostly islands or the Amazon. Yeah, but trespassing is a thing, and it's always been a thing. So yeah, it's it's scary. You don't want to trespass on native property like that. You don't want to trespass on anybody's property, especially when they're hostile. And I mean, just look, look at how we took care of the balloon, right? We fucking shot down the balloon. It trespassed, or what they say. I'm honestly not sure. It's our own balloon. It's not even Chinese. <laughs> it's well, they already claimed it. So, what if it's not? Once if we made it, yeah, and then we let China know, and we blamed them, and they were like, "Oh, this is how this is going down." Okay, got it. And like everything's being uh, done by like the, uh, you know, the uh, stuff. Yeah, like trying to start the war, the secret power is trying to start a war. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's it. I hope you guys really inter- uh, were interested in the Nahani Valley. Please go check it out. It is really cool, and the pictures of that place is gorgeous. So it is Wallpaper a treat material. all the way around. Uh, that's it for me. You got anything? No? Yeah. What movie are we seeing next week? What movie are we watching? Does Cocaine Bear come out? Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Bear comes out next week, which, going ahead and drop a little spoiler, we're probably going to go ahead and do a Cocaine Bear episode next week for you guys. Just It's a little weird. It's kind of outside the wheelhouse yeah. because it's like just a weird subject, but that's fine with us because Cocaine Ray, Bear... Ray Liotta's last movie. Too. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, so R.I.P. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Have a good night. Have a good day.